Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Ron Swanson. (laughs) (laughs) And this episode is sponsored by Caitlin Birkinshaw. Thank you, Caitlin. Thank Thank you, Caitlin. Today we will be discussing chapter 13 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, Mad-Eye Moody. So make sure that you have read that chapter, oh, I'm running out, and you're ready to I don't plunge. Know, plunge. Walk on your Mad-Eye Moody leg right into the deep you're end. You're ready to, what did, what did it, how did you say it? What? Chicken foot. Oh, yeah. chicken foot. <laughs> you might be to chicken foot your way in. Before... Bick, 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 bick. <laughs> All right. Before we begin, Megan has some weekly profit news that I'm excited for. Okay. So, should you... so we all know, at least I think we've discussed this on the podcast, how much we like our advent calendars. We usually like, I'll get those sock ones sometimes. They had Harry Potter sock ones and Who's I brought we? it up. <laughs> We all got the socks. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago, I didn't get any advent calendars last year. I didn't, I didn't get one last year. You didn't get socks? No. I we got an them. advent calendar not last socks. year. We got tea. It was tea, and it was delicious. Tea. I'm not, I'm not good at uh, doing Oh, I mean, we're really bad at, at doing it daily. I just opened, when I got the sock one, I just opened it. Because you, you're, you're the person that reads the last chapter you, of the book. What you wanted to say is because you're the worst, and I wouldn't disagree with you. Well, you're the worst with waiting and surprises. Yeah. You want to know. 
Well, yeah. I'm that way with like competition TV shows. I have if it's already been aired and I'm watching it, I have to Google it to see who wins. Oh my god! I will TV say I do that with like TV the shows. Great British Bake Off. I did every episode. I was like, oh, who who gets kicked off this week? And I would look it up. Why? Because I just like need to know. I did you that will. when I started watching Game of Thrones because <laughs> I waited till I knew. Sorry, spoilers for Game of Thrones if you haven't watched it. Oh, whoops! I knew that Jon Snow like was dead. I'm like, I'm not gonna watch it unless he comes back because. No. And then he did. And then I started watching. And then I would read ahead in like the things to see who was dead so I wouldn't get attached to characters. We actually so you're just gave a heart. spoiler alert before we said what it was. That was good. The first time. Usually it's like that's we'll a- say it and we'll be like, oh, spoiler alert. Well, I mean, we aren't talking Game of Thrones here. We're talking True. Harry Potter. So that's different because we told you from jump that we are not spoiler free. No. We're not. Okay, but back to the weekly so profit. We'll just wreck everything. So yeah. there's an advent calendar rumored for Christmas from Lego. And Wait, l- didn't they do one last Lego? year? Not a Harry Potter one. Yeah, they did. I swear, little people. No. That was that was Funko. That was oh. Funko. Um <laughs> these are packets. So <laughs> normally only Star Wars and City and Friends receive Lego calendar treatment. But this year, it seems that the Wizarding World (laughs) is also going to be a part of the club. The way that you're saying things today is making me laugh. Why? Because they got advent calendar treatment. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's in the article. Is it really? Um, So normally the calendar sets arrive on the the 1st of September. How perfect Uh, for Harry Potter. Love it. Um, But... You know, usually there's chocolate ones, but this you get a little Lego build or a minifigure. So oh, we have to get this. It's really oh cute for our castle. That's yeah, I agree. Construction. <laughs> okay, well, it's coming along, all right. Yeah. When was the last time you started building it? It's been a while. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. If we were to sit down, that would be like done. How long was it at Tiffany's house without being touched? I have a baby. <laughs> in, in my defense. I, I want to do it. So. <laughs> I have four babies. They just have fur. Yeah, well, like they just saying. they take more care of themselves <laughs> than her kid does. But anyway, um, you cannot talk about Lady Supreme like that. <laughs> they, they also have other rumors going about with new products for the Wizarding World line set to launch in June. And the titles tentatively are, don't take my word for this, but this is what we're expecting to see. Expecto Patronum, whatever that means. Triwizard Challenge, Hagrid's Hut, that's cool. We should probably get that for our castle. Night Bus, and the Hogwarts Watchtower. Ooh. So apparently we're going to get all of those new ones this year. Um, But nothing's been officially confirmed by LEGO yet. But the advent calendar has been. Night Bus, I need for, you know, (laughs) all of my LEGO stuff. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I should go to Target today and get a bookshelf. You should. Yep. All right. Sounds like it came out of left field, but it made me think of my Harry Potter things. So, Guys, first world problem before Tiffany goes on to the next section. <laughs> I have so many books on my Harry Potter bookshelf that it won't hold it up anymore. It gave up and said, I quit. <laughs> I moved it and it was like, nope. <laughs> all right. We need like a studio and we could just like compile all of our Harry Potter stuff in one a spot. Floor no. to ceiling. Floor to ceiling, like built in bookshelves, Harry Potter books. Still wouldn't be enough. I'd, Sarah uh, would take up half of it. I would take up the I, other half. I, <laughs> Katie and I have no space for books. <laughs> nope. Well, nope. Katie's are mine, and mine are Katie's. So. <laughs> I like to live under the philosophy what's yours is mine, and what's mine is mine. 
I like that actually. Yeah. <laughs> me, me libre, su libre. Huh? Oh, oh my, my book, your book. <laughs> Got it. I knew that. I figured it out. Good job. Proud of you. <laughs> All right. What time is it? <gasps> that was much more tame than last episode. Recap. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you should have. You kind of just something funny, like it's recap time, and it's like, what time is it? It's recap time. All right. Well, that's number eighty-four. Yeah, that's, that's for next episode. You just spoiled what it if, for what everybody. What if I already had all the episodes ever planned, <laughs> and you just wrecked it? That's what I do. I'm a life ruiner. We should be known by that. We should be known by that. We huh? Know <laughs> Guys, I'm running on very little sleep and a cup of coffee. Sip that Ron Swanson coffee. All right, let's do the recap. All right, recap. So it's the start of term feast. There's a new sorting song, fresh new ickle firsties, and and to Hermione's severe disappointment, the discovery that house elves work at Hogwarts. So she goes on a hunger strike no matter how much Ron wafts dessert smells in front of her face. (laughs) Dumbledore's speech is interrupted when the new Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher shows up fashionably late. That traveling cloak, am I right? Oh. (laughs) But we find out just why the Inner House Quidditch Cup has been canceled because of the Triwizard Tournament. Good thing the trio are too young young to enter and have nothing to worry about. You're right. If only. Oh, the tangled webs we weave. Are you Trelawney? Could be. (laughs) So, gosh, I gotta stop saying that. Classes have officially begun. First day of school. Ron and Harry share them all. They're blasting off in Hagrid's class, and they're trying to see what's going to happen in Trelawney's class. My guess is that Harry's going to die, because you know what? <laughs> That's what she always says. <laughs> Malfoy taunts Ron about his father in the paper, and things get a little bit moody, and then it sort of is uh, oh fixed God. with a swish, a flick, and a student turned into a ferret. And uh, Ron has never been happier in his life. <laughs> How's that for a funny summary? I am pleased. I told her last night that it has to be funny. (laughs) (laughs) She demanded. (laughs) All right. So last time uh, the chapter started out with like a gigantic like storm and just foreshadowing this book and pretty much the rest of the series. So it says (laughs) the following morning, the storm had blown through and the ceiling of the great hall was, quote, still gloomy, heavy clouds of pewter gray swirled overhead and I said the same thing I said last time showing us how the upcoming years are gonna go yup I just want to remind everybody again that Katie it wasn't Katie's fault that the bell wasn't working it's the bell oh my gosh it's good now we swapped out the bells the original bell is gonna be retired retired. (laughs) we'll see maybe we'll do a uh, not a giveaway but like oh what if they could win the bell? Oh, that man. Oh. I kind of have an emotional attachment to it. We'll have to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So the trio is going over their class schedules. Fred and George and Lee are discussing ways that they can age themselves to enter the tournament. And we find out that Herbology is with the Hufflepuffs. Care of Magical Creatures is still with the Slytherins, and they have double divination. What? God, that's got to be awful. That's too Ooh, long up in that attic with all those stinky smells. I'll Think like of block scheduling. Oh, I was just going to say, when <laughs> high school, when we had to like, there were, I think it was only our Lab. science classes. Yeah, yeah. Had labs. Jeez. And, and like, Max, days it was like they three were blocks. Like, mm-hmm. Too long. It's God. way too long. I'm a Trelawney. But like, I get, I get why 
I don't get the divination part, but I get why science blocks are together. Oh, no. I get why there's double potions. But like, yes. But I don't get double divination. Yeah, there's no need for that. Yeah, I there's agree. no need for double anything but potions. I think. Well, I don't know. Like, if you do care of magical creatures, that's true. Yeah. You okay, can I can use see extra that. Time and herbology. Yeah. So it's kind okay. of labby. Yeah. Labby. <laughs> like when you're doing looking but at like stars charms, and stuff, like astronomy, divination. No. Well, astronomy maybe if you're looking at the stars and you're trying to see something at a specific time. You know what I mean? And you're trying to really. But again, divination. Yeah. What's there to see there? Hmm. Hmm. What's there hmm? to see? Nothing. You're clever. I don't know. I think she's legit. I'll get to it. Well, they make up a lot of stuff that happens. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. So Hermione points out that they should have given divination up last year, and they could be taking something useful like arithmetic. Ron gets snarky and points out the fact that she's eating again instead of being on strike. So <laughs> he's so petty. Right? He's like, um, I'm going to go to the defense. <laughs> and um, she's like, well, there are better ways of making a stand. And Ron, stand. And Ron's like, yeah, and you were hungry. <laughs> All I think about, and again, we're going to go into this in bigger detail when like it's closer to her doing things. Launching S-P-E-W. But I feel like out of a lot of the places, like he being Dumbledore, this probably great place to work. You know what I mean? Like they could be like, I don't want to work today. And he'd be like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? He seems like a very, you know, for the house. I don't want to do the work today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she should know that he wouldn't treat them like garbage because they're not. Yeah. And he's not, for the most part. <laughs> Moving on. Ron's not garbage. Talking about Dumbledore. Yeah. Oh. I would never say that Ron is garbage. I was shocked. He's I'm like, my favorite. what? <laughs> Dumbledore is sometimes garbage. Well, but. I wouldn't call him garbage. No, he has garbage ideas. Double trash. Well, I think he just... He ideals. good intentions. Yeah. Just doesn't execute them well. Guys, I don't hate Dumbledore. Don't. Don't the start only person I think we all hate is Umbridge. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yep, accurate. Agreed. Okay, so I said, well, what's arithmancy anyways? Elves. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that it's still part of divination. Oh, really? So, in the muggle world, arithmancy is the practice of assigning numerical value to words for the purpose of divination. So that's the muggle world, though. But it's logical, which is mm. why <laughs> Hermione excels at it. Okay, sorry, go ahead. No, but it says, although at Hogwarts, it can be presumed that the wizarding world practiced the same thing. So in Hermione's worlds, it was pre- worlds predicting the future with numbers. And it was mm. her favorite subject taught by Professor Vector. It involved a lot of complicated homework. It was a necessary subject for anyone hoping to ever work as a curse breaker at Gringotts Bank. Bill Weasley must have aced it then. And that's on Pottermore. <laughs> but I think that's amusing. Yeah, that's funny. But it's like, it just fits her personality better. Yeah, she's all about the numbers. Yeah. Like Marty, for example, talks about like Excel spreadsheets and numbers. And he was like, it was awesome. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> in my world, was it? that sounds terrible. <laughs> like like I- even yesterday I had these meetings. Sorry, my thing's weird. I had these meetings and we sat and we sat and we sat and I was jumping yeah. out of my skin. And I'm like, this is part of the reason why I'm an educator is because we're up, down, up, down, all over the place. Change, change, change. Like, I can't sit. Yeah. Sometimes, I, I should say this. I don't think I've ever had a job where I sat. 
Mm. And um, you would lose your mind. I I don't know. There's times where I've literally said, "I'm like, I just want to work in a desk and not talk to a soul." Yeah, but I think it would until, drive you crazy until you do it because I do it. Yeah, I don't know how you survive. It's it's very. I think it's a lot hard. of people that work in the medical field will know that there are days where if I co- don't talk to me when I come home, it's so it can be so draining. Yeah. Because you give a lot of yourself to like your patients and your other coworkers, and especially working twelve hours, and you just want to go home and sleep for a million hours and not go back. <laughs> <laughs> you wheeze that no, go back. and not go back. It's just some days I'm like, God, I just want a day of work where I just no, punch I, things into a computer and I just don't talk to me. I'll listen to my music. I think sometimes I feel like that, but then I got it yesterday, and I was like. I think that the reason why I can be so all over the place with all of my outside projects that I do is because I just sit at work. So because I sit at work, I'm like, ooh, I want to do a podcast. Ooh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do wedding invitations. I want to make this. I want to do that. And it's like, it's because I need to like change it up because sitting at a desk from eight until five, Monday through Friday, sounds real great until you have to do it every day. And you're especially like coming from a job where I was still doing design and doing something I loved, but I was constantly up and moving around because I was in a print shop and I loved that so much. But my boss sucked. So like I had to give that up for a better situation, like financially and mentally with like the people I worked with. So it's just like hard switching from doing something I 100% loved, but like didn't enjoy the people I was working with to... Doing, you know, but now because of that, it's just like my brain is just like all over the place all the time because I feel like I have to do something besides. Yeah, don't say. Oh, I know. My God. <laughs> I know. Because I'm always texting them like, we should do this. We should add this. We should try this. And everybody's like, um, uh, we have no time. Well, and then there's me who never texts back because half the time it resolves works. itself. Well, that, and like, <laughs> It's a lot of it's a lot of energy to talk to people, and I because I do it all day at work. Yeah, no, I feel. And then people want to talk to me at home. I will say that (laughs) when you when you have those days where you don't want anyone to talk to a desktop a desk job is great because you're just like I don't have to talk to anybody if I don't want to. But then there's those days where you like want to do other things. And I will also say that um, I only work three days a week because I would do three twelves. So if I really wanted to be crazy and I've thought about this as getting another job, then I'm like, why do that to myself yet? You don't want it. I've usually always had two jobs, which is crazy to me. I mean, I guess I technically have, like, this is a job. This is a job. It's definitely a job. Yeah. But Um, this is the job that I love the most. Correct. I like it. I hate everything about it. I mean, I love teaching, It doesn't feel like a job. I wish I could, like, put this into teaching. I wish I could be like a podcast teacher. I tried to get my work to like do a podcast and they were like, no. Jeez. <laughs> I'm like, but it could work. There's truck drivers and we could do stuff to like give them to listen to while they drive. Oh, yeah. Someone asked me what That's I do in the idea. medical field. I'm just an aide. Don't say just Anne. She's I, an oh, aide. I, I roll my eyes every es- time some, someone does she that. She is an essential part of yeah. her medical team. Yeah. Seriously. Someday I'll probably be a nurse. That's no job for the faint of heart. My mother will be like, you should have done that 10 years ago. Stop. (laughs) How did we get here? You were talking talking about about arithmancy. Let's jump back into the wizarding world. (laughs) Mail call. 
All of oh, wait, hold on. No. Uh, can you do Can you do the Blue's Clues mail song? Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wear mail. Okay, All right. Thank you. All of a sudden, 100 owls came soaring through the open windows. Harry looked around, and there was no sign of Hedwig's white feathers among the mass of brown and gray. Nice. A large, <laughs> tawny owl landed in front of Neville. And Joe brings up the fact that Neville almost always forgets to pack something. Poor Neville. This would be me. I just Isn't that give tawny him a owl like a tan? Yeah, I think okay. so. What'd you say? Oh, some tawny. I just want to give him a hug. Neville. Neville. <laughs> Neville. Neville. Um, Draco's eagle owl lands and brought him his usual sweets care package. What does that look like? And Harry was pretty much disappointed that his little head wiggy wig wasn't there. What? Head wiggy wig? <laughs> head wiggy wig. It's a pet name for a pet. Oh, wow. Um, what a pretty owl. I guess. It's got bright I'm orange eyes. I can't see this. It's not Sorry. It's got bright orange eyes. The e- an eagle owl. I'll, I can Google it. His bright orange eyes are looking. Ooh, like that is cool. You. I'm surprised he doesn't have like a flamingo bring. <laughs> right. He looks peacock. like he'd kill you. <laughs> peacock. A white peacock from his say? yard. He looks like he'd kill you. Yeah. Well, well he is Draco's like, owl. Birds get, are freaky. You know what I mean? Well, they're dinosaurs. I'm a dinosaur. Like, Alligators and dinosaurs. If you don't think Actually, so, I believe I'm made from stardust, so I'm like super special. All right. <laughs> I'm also a princess because that's what my name means. You're welcome. It does. <sighs> a lot at one time. <laughs> Harry um, carried his disappointment all the way to Greenhouse 3. Pause. Where they would be working with the Hufflepuffs and Professor Sprout. Professor Sprout was showing them the basically the ugliest plants he had ever seen. And I think that says something having dealt with mandrakes. Agreed. Because those things are not cute. No. Um, they looked less like plants than they were thick, black, giant slugs Ooh, protruding bleh. vertically out of the soil. That makes me want a vampire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They were squirming and had large, shiny swellings on them that appeared to be full of liquid. This is so you, gross. You know what this reminds me of is like what, like Doctor Pimple Popper. I was just going like to say all that. Those nasty I have things. to turn it. So, oh, no, I, I will not. So I, I, I will it. vomit. I watch my six hundred pound life, and Pimple Popper commercials are in there everywhere. So I'm like. Oh, I love I watching can't. it. Oh, I watch. You're, you're gross. <laughs> I, I watch a lot of stuff on TLC. That's TLC, isn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're like my sister. My sister will like purposely like find. She found Pimple Popper before Pimple Popper was on. TV. <laughs> it was a huge thing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah and she would do that. And I'm like, sick. no. It no. makes me like want to be sick, but I can't look away. I just can't. Oh, I gotta gosh. see it. Uh, if you're one of those people, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think they're called. Are they boop? Bubo Bubo tubers. Yeah, Bubo tubers. I love how Jim Dale does Professor Sprout's voice because she's like, Bubo tuber puss. (laughs) Bubo tuber puss. (laughs) Bubo tuber puss. Like, how accurate was that, though? Bubo tuber puss. Bubo tuber. That makes me literally, I'm glad I didn't eat breakfast. Well, let's talk about the puss. (laughs) The puss that they will be collecting is extremely valuable. You need to wear dragon hide gloves. I thought you were going to cough. No, I'm, I want to raise my hand, but finish. Okay. Um, because the pus can do funny things to the skin it's when sick. undiluted. And I said, uh, cool. 
This is foreshadowing to Hermione getting this in an envelope. This is why we're learning about it, because then she gets it in an envelope oh. from somebody and it gets all over her hands and she has to run to the hospital wing. There are some right, anthrax. because of, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Because, because of, of the uh, articles, Rita. Rita. Yeah. Rita. <laughs> wow. Okay. But the fun thing is it can help with the more stubborn forms of acne. How appropriate for a school with these aged kids. Think yeah. about that, though. You're but, fixing pus with pus. Dr. Pimple Popper (laughs) Madam Pomfrey's her second job Really Um, We find out that some Hogwarts students Such as Eloise What do you say? Midgen Midgen. Midgen. Listen to you guys without your pronunciations Because of Jim Dale Midgen is what he says Midgen I'll say it because I don't know otherwise It's not cunuts I think it's Midgen (laughs) (laughs) She tried to curse her pimples off I'm not going to lie. I probably would have tried that as a teenager. But a curse. Ooh. Well, just like kind of touching it with your wand being like, go away. Well, let's. (laughs) This is what happens. Apparently, it took her whole nose off. Yeah. But the champ of the hospital wing put it back on. She wanted to really be like her idol, Lord Voldemort. (laughs) Oh, my God. Or maybe she was trying to take a piece out like. Maybe that's what happened to Voldy. He's John Riddle. He's John Riddle. He's like, I just can't look like this. This blackhead's (laughs) killing me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, my nose is gone. This looks like a snake. Cool. Yeah, really. Cool me. And then I found a really fun article on Pottermore the highs, lows, and health hazards of herbology. That is cool. So it says where most muggles' biology lessons might involve planting or dissecting leaves, herbology classes at Hogwarts were liable to be more dangerous affair. From studying mandrakes whose screams can literally kill you to the rather unpleasant task of harvesting boobotuber paws, <laughs> it's amazing that student wizards ever made it out of the school alive, <laughs> much less with their owls. Um, so they just talk about a couple of instances throughout the series. So... Working with plants at Hogwarts could be simply disgusting, such as the boobatuber's thick, yellowy pus, for example. Um, Very messy, such as the generous coating of stink sap, the smell of which is like rancid manure. Manure itself, but rancid Rancid. manure (laughs) may turn some green fingered witches and wizards equally green faced. Haha, uh-huh. good job, writer. <laughs> <laughs> Plants are packed full of magical uses, um, solving ki- skin care, like the booba tuber pus, but also some underwater adventure stuff like gillyweed. Um, they can be violent, like fang geraniums. It says fang geraniums are nasty nippers. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. <laughs> and bouncing bulbs are heavy hitters, beware. Um,. The mandrake cry, put the earmuffs on. Devil snare. The devil snare and the flitter bloom look strikingly similar to each other. Unfortunately, one savagely strangles you and the other is harmless. So <laughs> good luck to you. Um, but the rewards are great, such as potions, ingredients, um, dittany, uh, mistletoe berries are <laughs> brewed for an antidote of common poisons. So that's pretty cool. I liked that article. That article reminds me of the herbology room that we saw at the uh, Harry Potter exhibit mm. in New York. Because they talked about all the different 
like real life plants that she pulled inspiration from and stuff. Because I feel like Dittany is one of them. I don't remember. I didn't read I, everything there. I think you're right. But there's a lot of stuff there. There was <laughs> a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to read this part that's gross. Yes. I'm so excited. You're going to love it. This is fun for all our pimple popper friends. Squeezing the boobo tubers was disgusting, but oddly satisfying. <laughs> As each swelling was popped, a large amount of thick yellowish green liquid burst forth and smelled strongly of petrol. <laughs> they caught it in the bottles as Professor Sprout had indicated, and by the end of the lesson had collected several pints. That is wow. Yeah. So, a booming bell rings from the castle, and okay. <laughs> <laughs> too much expedition roasters for you. Um... The puffs head to transfiguration. Lucky you. Just kidding. But really, because this next part's scary. Mm-hmm. And the Gryffindors head to Hagrid's hut on the edge of the Forbidden Forest for care of magical creatures. Hagrid was where- there to welcome them with Fang, a quality pooch. On the ground, gr- <laughs> <laughs> just screamed. On the ground, there are several wooden crates. Fang is whining and wanting to investigate with sniffs. And the closer they got to the crates, they made an odd rattling noise, and there were some small explosions. Do you think that she put the Slytherins and Gryffindors together for Hagrid's class so, like, there was a buffer so the Slytherins couldn't be mean to Hagrid? I think it was probably just always that way. Hmm. I feel like like all three of the other classes would have been a good buffer, though. Like, I don't think that anybody would... Do they have divination by themselves? I don't with know. Ravenclaw. I think they're with Ravenclaw. I don't know. And she didn't say it in the chapter. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I feel like they are usually with Ravenclaw. I feel like every time I remember it's the stinking movies. And it's mm-hmm. just I know, the, and it's everybody. Well, like, there's it's just a mixture. It everybody? It's just like a mixture yeah. in the in the movies. It's mostly Gryffindors, because that's the only yeah. school. That class. matters? Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> the only house there. <laughs> just kidding, other houses. But am I? <laughs> just kidding. I mean, <laughs> we now know that Ravenclaw's massively under represented truth you're the most the least under the least represented of all the houses now especially after mm-hmm. fantastic beasts maybe there'll be a really be a maybe we'll get a gilderoy lockhart spinoff i don't want any merch because it's not the right colors i won't buy it true yeah yeah that's my rant get your over. act together good thing you have my mom and your sister to make you proper ravenclaw true. merch very true yeah, but they can't, like, make me a T-shirt. <laughs> Knit you a T-shirt? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. My sister is going to try to make me um, a Quidditch sweater. They can design. Uh, you, y'all can design Ravenclaw stuff. Yeah, we so can make we some got, Ravenclaw yeah. I mean, how often do I wear T-shirts? Let's That's be honest. True. Well, what like, you want? spin-off non-copyrighted Ravenclaw merch. <laughs> <laughs> Non-copyrighted. Eaglefoot. <laughs> <laughs> So next up, as Tiffany just said, is Care of Magical Creatures. So Hagrid says that they'd better wait for the Slytherins because they don't want to miss this blast-ended scroots. So Lavender (laughs) Brown literally screams. Hold on. I'm going to do a Jim Dale impression again. She goes, which Harry thinks just about sums them up. So blast-ended scroots are a strange hybrid creature bred by crossing manticores and fire crabs. So I 
like I kind of knew I knew what manicores were, but I had never actually seen like a visual representation of them. They're scary. They're really terrifying looking, and I'm really curious to know how the heck Hagrid got these guys to make a baby with a fire crab. Right. So Manticore is one of the most dangerous creatures. It is a 5X classification, according to the Fantastic Beasts books. Um, It has a humanoid head, which is terrifying, a lion body, and a scorpion tail with a stinger. And the Manticore's skin repels all known charms, so it's effectively hard to subdue one with magic. And it is known to be capable of human speech. Oh, yeah. I don't like this. It's like a sphinx, mm. but scarier, you know? Because, like, a sphinx isn't, I mean, like, it has lion paws and everything, and it could surely harm you. I feel like a sphinx is dangerous because of its logic. Agreed. And then it'll attack you. It's, like, very tricky, but this one looks like it would just attack you because it wants to attack you. Yeah, agreed. And it has claws, <gasps> fangs, and a stinger that it can attack you with. No, thank so you. that's fun. Um, they originated in Greece and they are as rare as the Chimera. 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 Which that's what we see in Fantastic Beasts, right? That's I believe the, so. the Chinese like lion like animal that Newt has to subdue Newt. with a little kitty toy, which is adorable. Um So the sting of the manticore causes instant death, and it is reputed to croon softly to its victims as it devours them. (laughs) Like, this thing is terrifying. But, okay, yeah. Um, Next is the fire crab. Does anybody remember the fire crabs from the... uh, from the oh. games back in the day, they looked oh. like turtles, but they had little gems on their shells. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, so they are, as Gilderoy says, nasty little pests that shoot hot flame out of, well, at you. <laughs> oh my God. So basically they have lethal farts, is what I take <laughs> from that. That's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they are a tortoise-like crab creature native to Fiji. That's cool. They live in a pretty beautiful area. Oh, my God. Um, They're like the crab from Moana. Oh, yeah. What's his name? Ah, I don't know. I can't think of it now. I'll look it up. Keep going. Oh, oh, shoot. He's got all the jewels on his back. He's so shiny. Toma Toa. Thank you, Eddie. Toma Toa. Thank you. Um, So the fire crab is a protected species, and a reservation has been created to protect this species from muggles who would value the jeweled shell and wizards who use the shells as cauldrons. Um, They are sold and exported as pets, but the owners require a special license. And the ministry states that a competent wizard should be able to cope with this animal. It's only a 3X classification. And yes, I want to say that this is legitimately like the inspiration for Tomatoa from Moana. Because he has a jeweled shell, except he lives down in the ocean. He's so shiny. <laughs> He's so shiny. It's time to kick your high knee. Yep. So uh, that's that's the two things that the blast on a screw is a combination of. So, so what they, do they make? <clears throat> Blasting his group. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying they make something that's like totally. They ugh. look deformed. They're shellless lobsters, horribly pale and slimy looking with legs sticking out in very odd places and no visible heads. 
Hagrid has about a hundred in each crate, and they're each about six inches long, crawling over one another, bumping blindly into the sides of the boxes, and they are giving off a very powerful smell of rotting fish. <sighs> Every now and then, sparks would fly out of the end of a scroot, and with a small fut, it would be propelled forward several inches, and that is the blast. <laughs> um, so, there is some articles on Pottermore. And also, oh, they're like the same thing. The other one's just a picture. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one is a picture of what we imagine. That watercolor is actually really nice of what it looks like. But it's got like a leash just wrapped around the middle of its body. They're a dangerous and illegal cross between a fire crab and a manticore, as I said. So this is, uh, yeah, they're illegal. Hagrid made these, and this just is, they're just Are we something. sure he made them? He didn't make them. He set them up to be made. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it was, like, his idea. He made them a nice romantic spaghetti dinner. Props. And candles. Yeah. They, they did um, the Lady, Lady of the, the Tramp. Tramp. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so the males have the stings on them, while females have suckers on the bottom of their bellies. Which is just... Yeah. They just get worse the more you talk about them. So uh, right now they don't really have shells at all. However, we know that they do get like armor that grows in over their shellless lobster like bodies. Ugh, they're so gross. <laughs> and the armor cannot be penetrated by spells, which is very similar to the manticore. And so they, they take that on from the manticore side of them. Um, they sting you or they suck your blood. And they also have a blasting end that shoots out fire at random intervals. Dear Joe, I want to know why. (laughs) (laughs) So she can put it in the uh, maze. Yeah, but why this? Oh my gosh. Allegiance. None whatsoever will attack and kill other (laughs) Scroots. They literally kill each other. I mean, like, that's how they only get down to what? Like a handful of them towards the end of the school year. They've killed each other. Humans also kill each other. I mean, true. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Do you think Hagrid buries them all? Like, is the forest just full of? Oh these my scars? gosh, probably. What He's if he l- feeds them to like the um, acromantulas? Mm-hmm. Oh, he probably, probably. does. You're nice, right. Nice screw dinner. Lots of butter. They need to wear bibs. <laughs> <on it>. <laughs> <laughs> they boil them. <laughs> Put so a little garlic <laughs> in the butter. Yes. Yum. Hagrid is so excited because they've just hatched and this is their project for the year. They're going to raise them themselves. Oh my gosh. Joy. So excited. They don't do a great job. How many are left at the end? (laughs) (laughs) So Malfoy being Malfoy asks, why would we want to raise them? What do they do? And I say, you'll raise them because the teacher said so, you little git. (laughs) 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 Why you got to be so questiony? Just do it. But, but... Fair point, Malfoy. I mean, <laughs> why? absolutely. Why? But we don't know. There might be some great thing about them. That's yeah, what Hermione's we never find out. <laughs> <laughs> Hermione is so nice. She's like, oh, maybe we'll find out something. But, she's so nice in this chapter to yeah. Hagrid, my main man. Although I will say later, she's like, you know I just said that to mm-hmm. get Malfoy off Hagrid's <laughs> back. <laughs> but then I appreciate her. But yeah, right, it's yeah, still, sure. you know. Because she's like, dragons could kill you. You don't keep them as a pet, but their stuff's useful. <laughs> and then useful. don't they say something like, yeah, but he did keep a dragon as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> Not terribly long. I don't know what happened. A dog bit me. Uh, <laughs> and it's green pus. <laughs> 
Um, so they are to feed them ant eggs, frog livers, and grass snakes. Sounds delicious. No thanks. That's bigger breakfast. ant eggs. Yeah. What is this? A center for ants? <laughs> <laughs> what do you pick them up with? Maybe tweezers? it's just like, you know, yeah. like if you think like caviar or something. Like so it's just like you give them a big scoop and they eat it. Caviar. You know? How many yeah. ants, man? We're going to be raising the ants now. A lot. Ants, so, man. I just like this little um, paragraph from the book. It says, Nothing but deep affection for Hagrid could have made Harry, Ron, and Hermione pick up squelchy handfuls of frog liver and lower them into the crates to tempt the blast-ended scroots. Harry couldn't suppress the suspicion that the whole thing was entirely pointless because the scroots didn't seem to have mouths. (laughs) Fair. Um, So... The males, oh, I already said this, they have stingers, the females have sucker things. These things sound awful. We get reminded of Norbert here, and I again wanted to read that from the chapter, which is on the next page. Just because they're not very pretty, it doesn't mean they're not useful, snapped Hermione. Dragon's blood's amazingly magical, but you wouldn't want a dragon for a pet, would you? Harry and Ron grinned at Hagrid, who gave them a furtive smile from behind his bushy beard. Hagrid would have liked nothing better than a pet dragon, as Harry, Ron, and Hermione knew only too well he had owned one for a brief period during their first year, a vicious Norwegian Ridgeback by the name of Norbert. Norbert. I was going to say Norberta, <laughs> which is why that came out funny. Norbert, a.k.a. Norberta, because she's a girl. And we'll find that out. I think that this is foreshadowing, because we actually do find out about Norberta yeah. from Charlie later in the book. Doesn't he say the females are like particularly yes. nasty? Yeah. She's a lady. <laughs> I mean, then I said, is this foreshadowing just in general to the dragons, let alone Charlie coming? But I think that it kind of is. I like to yeah. think, because she does things like this to be like, and I think about this when you're watching TV shows and do a little recap. You're like, oh, that's going to be important when mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. however many chapters yeah. ago or how many episodes. Mm-hmm. So she's like, dragons, they're still a thing. Yeah. Remember that. <laughs> Don't forget them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so at lunch, after... Care of Magical Creatures is over. Hermione is eating as fast as she possibly can so that she can get to the library, and Ron is immediately suspicious. Boring. What is she up to? We'll find out. Next up is divination. And I had another read from chapter, which goes... Okay, so this is uh, Trelawney talking to Harry. You are preoccupied, That's my dear. That's not Trelawney's voice. Bye, <sighs> Trelawney... You are preoccupied, my dear, she said mournfully to Harry. My inner eye sees past your brave face to the troubled soul within, and I'd regret to say that your worries are not baseless. I see difficult times ahead for you, alas, most difficult. I fear the thing you dread will indeed come to pass, and perhaps sooner than you think. Her voice dropped almost to a whisper, and Ron rolled his eyes. Yeah. (laughs) But let's break down what she just said. So he has a troubled soul. Mm. What has ha- what has been on Harry's mind? Scott. His dream. Dreams. Yeah. So his worries are not baseless. What is going on with Voldemort? Should he be Moira. worried? Clearly he should be. We know. Um, the thing you dread will indeed come to pass, perhaps sooner than you think. So th- what Harry says in this chapter is not what I think this is talking about. But he says, let me see, where is it? Um... I fear the thing... Where did it go? Harry's thoughts drifted. The perfumed fire always made him feel sleepy and dull-witted, and Professor Trelawney's rambling talks on fortune-telling never held him exactly spellbound, though he couldn't help thinking 
about what she had just said to him. I fear the thing you dread will come, will indeed come to pass. Um, unless you counted his fears that Sirius had been caught, but did Professor Trelawney know? He had long since come to the conclusion that her brand of fortune telling was really no more than lucky guesswork in a spooky manner. Mm. Except, of course, for the first time at the end of last term when she had made the prediction about Voldemort rising again. So I think that the thing he's dreading will come to pass perhaps sooner than he thinks is possibly the whole idea that he witnessed a conversation about Voldemort planning to kill him and his Mm -hmm. attempt will be coming soon. We know this. And I think that Trelawney may be annoying, but she's pretty legit. I think that that's more than lucky guesswork. She can read it off of him. And I think that Harry's view of her has changed as much as like he doesn't like divination and (laughs) what? Nothing. It's coming. Oh. (laughs) As much as he doesn't like divination, but he has more respect for Trelawney now. I agree. Yeah. After that. Like Ron. He didn't witness that. Right. So he can't feel that as much. They, I think they I talk agree. about that either in this chapter or the next, and they're like, come on. And he's like, no, you, you weren't, weren't there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was real. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Harry is drifting off while thinking about all of this. And then again, Trelawney, and then again, Trelawney making some predictions about him. He, so he, like, comes out of it. And I didn't do a good job writing that, what I wanted to say right here. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. So she's actually, like, about she's talking again and he has like drifted off and Ron like I imagine Ron just being like Harry (laughs) wake up and he goes what Harry looked around the whole class was staring at him he sat up straight he had almost he had been almost dozing off lost in the heat and his thoughts I was saying my dear that you were clearly born under the baleful influence of Saturn said Professor Trelawney a faint note of resentment in her voice at the fact that he had obviously not been hanging on her words Born under what? Sorry, Saturn, dear. The planet Saturn, said mm-hmm. Professor Trelawney, sounding definitely irritated that he wasn't riveted by this news. Riveted. I was saying that Saturn was surely in a position of power in the heavens at the moment of your birth. Your dark hair, your mean stature, tragic losses so young in life. I think I am right in saying, my dear, that you were born in midwinter. <laughs> No, said Harry. I was born in July. I love that. I I love But hold on before you go on. I like Ron's response and I literally wrote that would be me. Ron hastily turned his laugh into a hacking cough. (laughs) That would be me. That's definitely Sarah. (laughs) I'd probably be crying and laughing so hard. Mm -hmm. But I'm like. But again, Trelawney, is she reading Voldemort and Harry? Ooh. Because Voldemort was born in midwinter. Technically he wasn't because winter starts on December 22nd and his birthday is the 30th. But it's winter. I mean, yes. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I to get real technical. It wasn't midwinter, but that's Marty's And birthday. whenever you see Voldemort, he does have darker hair. Yes, he has a mean stature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. had tragic losses young in life. Yeah, I like that. I think that she's talking about Voldemort here. Also, though, he caused a lot of tragic losses in his young true, life. True. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. That's true. Um, so then the last little uh, funny bit here. Jeez, she would do this. I did wrote. <laughs> Right, in my book, maybe one day. (laughs) (laughs) So Seamus (laughs) Seamus and Dean, who were working nearby, sniggered loudly, though not loudly enough to mask the excited squeals from Lavender Brown. What? Vinny says, also, Saturn is the uh, region of Capricorn, which is Voldemort's sign. Very cool. Interesting. Very cool. Nice. So, as you know, my brother and father are both Capricorns. Are they evil? No, but they're very (laughs) similar people. Like, they're... 
Marty's my dad. Like, they're very similar. <laughs> so Lavender goes, oh, Professor, look, I think I've got an unexpected planet. Ooh, which one's that, Professor? It is Uranus, my dear, said Professor Trelawney, peering down at the chart. Can I have a look at Uranus too, Lavender, <laughs> said Ron. Most unfortunately, Professor Trelawney heard him, and it was this, perhaps, that made her give them so much homework at the end of class. Ron. I said, is this foreshadowing to dating Lav Lav? Mm. I think that if Mrs. Weasley would have heard you say that, <laughs> you would have been in trouble. I would have said something like that in front of my mom just because, like, she would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> I also wrote something really inappropriate, which I just think is hilarious, but I won't read it. But people who get the notes will probably see it. Um, <laughs> Trelawney doesn't appreciate the humor and dumps a ton of homework on them, and Ron calls her a miserable old bat. And I said, maybe don't disrespect her. Mm-hmm. Just saying. You shouldn't. Naughty, naughty. But I think that this is a little a little toss in the bucket about maybe they are going to have a thing. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron. Jeez. Okay. Here we go. Attention, dear Swishers. Adventurers out there. In the form of coffee. <laughs> Why settle for ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every cup with Expedition Roasters, artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees. Now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Each theme bag features a custom artwork by a guest artist that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or your office. Try one of our premium wizarding roasts like Booksmart Blueberry, Charming Chocolate Cherry, Cunning Caramel Crunch, or Big Hearted Butterscotch. All our coffees are certified gluten and allergen free. So start your coffee adventure today at ExpeditionRoasters.com and use coupon code SWISHFLICK15 to save 15% off your first purchase. Brew your happy place, y'all. What are we having today? Enchanted Tiki Coconut. And I am not a coconut person. And I like it. This is my second cup, actually. It's very subtle. It's subtle. And um, for anybody who doesn't know, it's based off of the Enchanted Tiki Room at the Magic Kingdom. I didn't know that. How does that sound? In the Tiki 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 Room. In the Tiki 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 Room. I'll dance to it. Also, put the lime in the coconut and stir it all up. Yeah. All right. Put the lime in the coconut. Katie, is this your favorite flavor? Um, not my favorite, but I really do like what it. What is your favorite one? I don't know. Blueberry, um, blueberry, blueberry. No. <laughs> That's mine. Book really smart like blueberry blue. is so good. Maybe the s'mores, the campfire Oh, s'mores. the campfire s'mores is good. That's based off of, uh, like, Toy Story. Woody's Woody. Roundup. Woody's Roundup. Um, I need to try more flavors. We need to get the dark side one. We, we should. Over. Lady Supreme demands it. She does. <laughs> we need to tell them about this. <laughs> All right. It's our little secret. All right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible's offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. So you can go to audibletrial.com forward slash swishflickcast and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's really that easy. So go to audible.com slash swishflickcast to get started today. Do it. Audible content includes audiobooks, original audio news, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. You can get all seven of the Harry Potter books, Fantastic Beasts, Quidditch Through the Ages, History of Magic, and a behind-the-scenes audiobook of Crimes of Grindelwald with Dan Fogler. 
It is Jacob. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I listen to all of the Harry Potter books on Audible on my long drives to and from work because I have a 45 minute drive and I know a lot of our listeners listen to us because they have long drives. Yeah. So I, we hear that all the time. I know. Yeah. But when you're waiting for a Swish and Flick episode, you could always just use Audible to listen to one of the books. So yeah. I do it all the time. So if you want to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash Swish Flick cast. Sounds good. Yes. We all love right. Audible. And coffee. I like legitimately do love Audible though. Yeah. I have a couple of books on there. I need to get some more. I need to do the, well, I don't know. I got Lord of the Rings to actually to do- try and try and listen to it. That's a really good idea. Because I think I do better listening than reading. I just, like, my house, I don't have, like, a good spot to go and read because there's always, like, stuff going on. Like, there's other people who aren't reading or whatever. So, like, I just, I listen. That's, like, the best way that I can actually take in like, a reading nook in your new house. I really do. I do. Let's go to the yellow. Okay. The trio meets up to head down to dinner, and Ron's pretty salty about all that homework he forced everybody to have because, you know, he had to make a comment. And it's a detailed analysis of the way the planetary movements in the coming months will affect you with reference to your personal chart. And I point that out because that leads to one of my favorite moments in this book when him and Harry are just like making stuff up and Trelawney <laughs> eats it literally up. the best and she loves it. She loves That's it. That's like one of my favorite things. <laughs> yes. He's like, all right, so no, you can't get hurt that day because you get like, yeah, you're right. Like, like, this, like oh, you got to be sure that you're, you know, spacing these out enough. They always make like none of, they don't have normal days. Like no. when they chart, they're like always like, he's like, doesn't he talk about like how she like eats that stuff up yeah. or something? Mm-hmm. And then Hermione's like, you're drowning twice. <laughs> 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 oh, am I? I should change that. <laughs> he changes to something else that's um, yeah, awful. Yeah. Um, so uh. Hermione was like, oh, do you have a lot of homework? Professor Vector didn't give us any at all. Like, who are you? Why are you cheery about this? Don't you love homework? You're Hermione. <laughs> um, Just because she hates divination <laughs> so much. She's got to rub it in their face. True. So Malfoy calls after Ron as they're walking to dinner, and he's looking very pleased. And he reads very loudly, so everyone around them can hear a news clipping. Further mistakes at the Ministry of Magic. It seems as though the Ministry of Magic's troubles are not yet at an end, writes Rita Skeeter, special correspondent. Recently under fire for its poor crowd control at the Quidditch World Cup and still unable to account for the disappearance of one of its witches, the Ministry was plunged into fresh embarrassment yesterday by the antics of Arnold Weasley of the Misuse of Muggle Artifacts Office. Malfoy looked up. Imagine them not even getting his name right, Weasley. It's almost as though he's a complete non-entity, isn't it? He crowed. Everyone in the entrance hall was listening now. Malfoy straightened the paper with a flourish and read on. Arnold Weasley, who was charged with possession of a flying car two years ago, was yesterday involved in a tussle with several muggle law keepers, policemen, over a number of highly aggressive dustbins. Mr. Weasley appears to have rushed to the aid of Mad-Eye Moody, the aged ex-Auror who retired from the, from the ministry when no longer able to tell the difference between a handshake and attempted murder. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, Mr. Weasley found upon arrival that Mr. Moody's heavily guarded house arrived at Mr. Moody's heavily guarded house that Mr. Moody had once again raised a false alarm. Mr. Weasley was forced to modify several memories before he could escape from the policeman, but refused to answer daily private questions about why he 
why he had involved the ministry in such an undignified and potentially embarrassing scene. And there's a picture, picture of Weasley, said Malfoy, flipping the paper over and holding it up. A picture of your parents outside their house, if you can call it a house. Your mother could do with losing a bit of weight, couldn't she? He is literally the worst. So Ron is shaking with fury. Everyone's staring at him. Harry tells Malfoy to get stuffed. And he's just trying to be like, Ron, come on, like, just let it go. Um, and Malfoy's like, well, you were staying with them all summer. Is Ron's mom really that porky? Oh, I would lose my mom. I don't know how Harry didn't. Um, he says, you know, your mother, Malfoy, <laughs> that expression she's got, like she's got dung under her nose. Has she always looked like that? Or was it just because you were with her? I mean, like what a clap back. Mm-hmm. Honestly, <laughs> Malfoy's like, don't you dare insult my mother. And Harry's like, well, okay. keep your fat mouth no, shut. Here's the thing. Don't insult my right. mom. I can insult right. No. Goodness gracious. Bullying. People. So Harry's like, mm. keep your mouth shut. And he turns to walk away. Go, good for Harry. Yeah. Well, you guys aren't going to like what I have to say. <laughs> so. <laughs> all right. What do I always say before my section? All, all right, right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> it's like dark in here. I can't see, I can't see my pages. <laughs> no, like the, the way that the, light no, on. The way that that light. light is hitting my book, it's like Do a you want shadow. that lamp? No, it's all right. All right. It's not like so dark I can't read. Well, I don't know. Bang! Several people screamed. Harry felt something white hot graze the side of his face. He plunged his hand into his robes for his wand, but before he even touched it, he heard a second loud bang and a roar that echoed through the entrance hall. Oh no, you don't, laddie. I'm not going to try to do an accent. So Harry spun around. Um, Professor Moody was limping down the marble staircase. His wand was out and pointing right at a white, pure white ferret. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> so everyone in the hallway was deathly quiet and nobody but Moody was moving a muscle. Were they deathly hallows? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Moody looked with his normal eye to Harry to make sure that he wasn't hit and then yells to Crab while he's still looking at Harry, um, who's behind him, Crab's behind him, um, with his magical eye, which we find out because it must be magical. He can see through the back of his head. Because Crab's about to pick up Malfoy the ferret, but he told him to leave it. What was he going to do with it? You don't know how to turn him back. Right. (laughs) So then Malfoy... keep you as a pet. (laughs) Malfoy the ferret tries to run for Moody, who is advancing on him. Moody points his wand at him again and then has Malfoy the ferret fly 10 feet into the air. And then he fell with a smack to the ground just to bounce again. And he says, I don't like people who attack their opponent's um, when their backs turned, growled Moody as the ferret bounced higher and higher, squealing in pain. Stinking, cowardly, scummy thing to do. And then he says, never do that again. So McGee's coming down the stairs. Her arms are full of books and is shocked by the scene that's in front of her. And she asks Moody. Um, <clears throat> this is really good in the movie. Mm-hmm. It is. I like when he puts him down Crab's pants. <laughs> <laughs> so she says... What's not amused. <laughs> what are you doing? said Professor McGonagall, her eyes following the bouncing ferret's progress through the air. Teaching, said Moody. Te- <laughs> Moody, is that a student? shrieked Professor McGonagall, the book spilling out of her arms. Yep, said Moody. No, cried Professor McGonagall, running down the stairs and pulling out her wand. 
A moment later, with loud snapping noise, Draco Malfoy had reappeared, lying in a heap on the floor with his sleek blonde hair all over his now brilliantly pink face. He got to his feet, wincing. And then she's like, Moody, we never use transfiguration as a punishment. Surely Professor Dumbledore told you that. He's like, yeah, he might have mentioned He might have mentioned it, yeah. I have a lot of things to say. Funny. No. I think it's or, horrendous. I mean, yes. It was made, it was written for comedy. But it's horrendous. But when you dig deeper, it's Like, not this okay. is what I have to say. I'm like, I get that Malfoy is not a nice person at all. Like, he was super just mean to Ron, to some horrible things. But it honestly, and I was doing my notes, and I, it was making me sick to think that a teacher would do this to a student. Yep. It's just messed up and yeah. I I don't like it. And yeah. I know that people are like, eh, it's Malfoy. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I think that's valid. I like what Eddie said in the chat. He says, the scene is great, but then I remind myself that he's a Death Eater who tortured the Longbottoms yes. and I feel guilty. I was just going to say that. Because you know that the real Moody right. obviously never would have done this. This was like something in Barty Crouch Jr.'s sick mind that he was like, yeah, that would be fun, wouldn't well, it? I'm going to do this to this kid. He's probably torturing him because he's mad at the, mal- at the mal- at mal- Correct. Yeah. You're right. It just it never came back. He was the only one that was faithful. Yada, yada, yes. yada. Yeah. I'm going to punish you because of your father's actions. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, we do have to take a step back. Like, and I, we do have to remind ourselves, like every time we say moody, it's not moody, right? Mm -hmm. It's Barty Crouch Jr. But we're saying moody because it's as moody craziness, but like, no regular moody would have never done that. He would have relished in the fact that he could have given him a detention and written to his parents and stuff. And that would have been, a fantastic punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do have to think like, no, this is not okay. It just, I don't know. It makes How me much sick. are you going to hurt him by slamming him on the yeah. ground? Well, and my thing is too, like you see this nowadays where like, especially now in the days of social media and everybody and their mother has a cell phone that has, can take video and you see it come out where, um, you know, figures are like types. Like yeah. Like you see others. teachers being like abusive to students that um, are, like have autism and they, some people like they can't speak as well as other people to say like, you know what I mean? Like they can't Mm -hmm. communicate as well. Mm -hmm. So they get frustrated and you see that it just, it makes me want to then hit the teacher. You know what I mean? Like no kid deserves this regardless of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And I just, it made me so angry. This is just another example of me reading this as an adult, like as a kid. Oh yeah. This was hilarious. Oh, it was great as a kid. Now it's like, that's wrong yeah. like i no remember way. seeing it in the movie theater and just like the whole theater was just laughing yeah. so much during mm-hmm. this part but like taking a step back and being like a teacher's doing that to a student like that's it's, not okay it's so messed up yeah and i i kind of wonder if she does like stuff like this with double with oh definitely i like, think of like like she writes for kids like you know kids are gonna find this hilarious but adults like, might mm-hmm. not. On, it, it's uh, jumping ahead a little bit. It's it's like when fake Moody. I feel like I need to say fake Moody so I you can, can just separate call him it. Foodie, <laughs> foodie. Here we go. He doesn't deserve that title. That's true. Oh my god. <laughs> Real Moody. Right. True. Fake Moody um, <clears throat> brings out the spider and makes a tap dance, and the kids yeah. laugh. And he goes, "Oh, you think that's funny, do you?" Yeah. And they immediately they shut up well, because they, you have to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I can wait, make this spider do that, them. but I can make this spider do other things mm-hmm. too. 
Yeah, like it could be I innocent, wanna, yeah, or it could be right. And I don't want to get too far into that because that's the that's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. the next episode. But it's it's like that. Everything is is double, and it's it's where are you at when you're reading it? So I'm sure some of our listeners that are like twelve, you know, maybe they're thinking, yeah, this is pretty funny. But if you are a young listener, you need to step outside of that and look at this and realize, like, oh, you know this isn't okay. But yeah, not right. even like I even back when I was older than 12, you know, reading it. I threw out that as a, I know I'm just saying like older. even adults need to take a step back and be like, Oh wow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everyone should take a step back and be realize like this could you be might foreshadowing not, yes. for that spider incident later. And you too. might not like Malfoy, True. but nobody deserves that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't wish that Except on anyone. Except maybe Umbridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a whole other being. Um, mm. I'm going to read a little bit more from the chapter, but I found some um, stuff on Pottermore that like, cause I wanted to see if there's anything out there like about um, Malfoy being a ferret. And they have um, an article that's Professor McGonagall's most memorable moments and talks about a bunch of stuff. I'm not going to read it cause it's not important to this, but it's the one part says when she was rescued a certain ferret from punishment. It says the mo- moment Malfoy was transformed into a ferret by an irate moody will stay with us forever. Luckily for Draco, Professor McGonagall realized what was going on and that has the bit from um, the chapter where she's like, what are you doing? She's mm. like, is that a student? Ah. Um, <laughs> and then right underneath it, it's when she put Umbridge in her place. Oh, mm. The best. Um, and then there's another article that um, every time Draco Malfoy was just too Draco. <laughs> and in this, it... Honestly... Um, it's like the time that he was turned into a ferret, and it's like in year four, Draco tried to jinx Harry from behind. Professor Moody turned him into a ferret for its trouble. It was brilliant because Draco, with his pointed face, was just so ferrety. But if he were an animal, a ferret is definitely what he'd be. Maybe his Patronus was a ferret, and he summoned it by thinking about himself. Once he'd been returned to human form, he muttered something about the word, in which the words my father were (laughs) distinguishable. So the only entire debacle could have been any more Draco if he'd been losing Harry, losing to Harry at Quidditch at the time. Which, I mean, I think, still think this is messed up. Whatever. I could go on forever talking about how dumb it is. Let's go back to him trying to curse Harry behind his back, too, though. Coward. I know. Here's my thing. If you have something to say to somebody, then you better have the guts to say it to their face. And if you're going to try and go after him and do whatever you're going to do, do it to his face. I don't like the sneakiness. I don't like liars and I don't like sneakiness. I agree. It drives me nuts. We also have to remember that they're 14-year-old kids. You know what I mean? So they have a little bit of growing up to do. And I, I, at this point in time, he is like that spoiled little kid that, you know, my father's going to hear about this. He's going to grow up and he's going to unfortunately learn from his mistakes. You know what yeah. I mean? But I think the reason why he did it behind his back is because he knows if he would have done it full on face to face. Oh, Harry would have won. won. Correct. Yeah. And that's why he did it. He was like, oh, I have a moment. Yes. So then I also just Googled ferrets. <laughs> So the harrypotter.fandom.com, they have a little um, thing. Ferrets are small. Um, muslid? I don't know if that's, a, if that's how you pronounce it. Four-legged mammals, domesticated forms of the European polecat. Shout out to uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Hagrid, too. Then you have polecats. Yeah. Cat. I love that song. Um, and then it has like a bunch of places where 
in history of um, the Harry Potter universe where ferrets were like a thing. And I guess in one of the video games, Squibbert once transformed a teapot into a ferret. Now, here's my question. If is he that, killed a ferret, would that break the teapot? <laughs> Squibbert. Is that in relation to Squidward? I don't know. I hope so. Um, and then it was chased by a rather large Slytherin student with a net. So it sounds like Spongebob when he's <laughs> trying to catch jellyfish. <laughs> but that's from like <laughs> some video game. And then during a ministry raid on um, Mortlake's house in August 1992, some extremely old ferrets were found. Harry and Ron watched, oh, Buckbeak eat a lot of dead ferrets. Come get the nice juicy ferret. <laughs> then we know that uh, Malfoy was turned into one. And then later that year during the Yule Ball, Crouch, still disguised as Moody, sat in a chair with a ferret, ferret sleeping on his lap, tapping his artificial leg to the music. That's so weird. But I wonder, that might be from the film. I think it is. Yeah. But I, um, I mean, I haven't. And then it says, during the next school year, student (laughs) Hannah Abbott, who eventually marries Neville Longbottom, accidentally turned a ferret into a flock of flamingos during her transfiguration practical OWL. How does that work? How do you turn one animal into a flock Mm -hmm. of a whole other animal? Ask Hannah. Hannah. Dear Hannah. (laughs) And then, oh, look at that. In 2017, Albus Severus Potter was seen with a ferret in a birdcage when he was about to board the Hogwarts Express. Hmm. Um, and then there's like, I guess a daily private newsletter and it says someone wrote to the daily prophets problem page to ask if ministry would look the other way. If he turned his brother's children into blood sucking ferrets, the answer was no. (laughs) Um, a person I know has a ferret. And it goes potty in a kitty box. Oh yeah. Ferrets are cool, Ferrets but they are smell. Really they funny, stinky, but they're though? really stinky. Yeah. There's um, a website called thesprucepets.com that um, was just updated a couple days ago. It says, top 10 reasons ferrets make good pets. Give them to me. Ferrets they are, are cute. Pets. Ferrets are playful and curious. Ferrets are sociable, friendly, and affectionate. Ferrets are intelligent. Ferrets are quiet. Ferrets are small. Ferrets are easy to feed. Ferrets can be litter trained. Ferrets are easy to exercise. Ferrets have distinct personalities. And that's it. That's 10. Our friend had a ferret who liked to roll up into a ball and have you throw it across the room like a bowling ball, and then it would run back to you to do it again. (laughs) (laughs) And then, let's see, the name ferret, this is from the Wikipedia. What was its name? Go ahead. S- uh, Sid Vicious. Oh, Sid Vicious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 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 I love it. Because they have little fangs. <laughs> <laughs> so the name ferret is derived from the Latin furitus, I think, meaning little thief, a likely oh. reference to the common ferret penchant for secretly secreting away small items. Um, so that's cool. That's little a thief. female, a male ferret is called a hob and a female is called a jill. That's interesting. Yeah. A spayed female is a sprite and a neutered male is a gib. Huh. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> and a vasectomized male is also known as a hoblet. Wait, is, <laughs> wait, is it a gib or a jib? I oh, I would Katie. say gib. <laughs> See? Katie. And it says ferrets under one year are known as kits. A group of oh. ferrets is known as a business. <laughs> 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 and then other poor poor words are difficult other purported collective nouns including busyness fezziness fenzing fezzing and feming feming 
I don't know, appear in some dictionaries, but are also um, certainly ghost words, which I don't know what a ghost word is. What is a ghost word? Just gonna, like this is all from Wikipedia, so you never know how true any of this is. Somebody's in there like, they're called a business. <laughs> <laughs> a ghost word is a word published in dictionary or similarly authoritative uh, reference work having rarely, if ever, been used in practice and hitherto having been meaningless. How many people do you think <laughs> Wikipedia ferrets? <laughs> uh, and then they also have... Um, Okay, so let me read from the chapter and then I'll go on. Because there is a pic- picture, um, which makes me, it makes me so sad that they're like, I don't know. It just makes me sad. So there's a picture um, on Pottermore about Draco learns his lesson. It's just not a good teaching lesson. You know what I mean? Don't do this. And if you think this is funny, I don't know what to say to you. I'm just being honest. I think it's horrendous. But anyways, we know he gets turned into a ferret. Blah, blah, blah. There's a picture on Pottermore. Um, so let me read for the chapter. So Malfoy, whose pale eyes were still watering with pain and humiliation, looked malevolently up at Moody and muttered something in the, which the words, my father were distinguishable. And then Moody goes, Oh yeah. Said Moody quietly limping forward a few steps, Mm -hmm. the dull clunk of his wooden leg echoing around the hall. Well, I know your father of old boy. You tell him Moody's keeping close eye on his son. You tell him that, wow, you tell him that from me. That doesn't sound right. Now your head of house will be Snape, will it? Yes, said Malfoy resentfully. Another old friend, growled Moody. I've been looking forward to a chat with old Snape. Come on, you. Snape. (sighs) Just awful. So then Moody drags um, Malfoy off to go see Snapey Snape. And so McGee, like, goes to follow, and then she, like, turns around to collect her books, um, and then continues with them so then ron tells harry and hermione to not talk to him and hermione's shocked she's really surprised and she goes well why and he says because i want to fix that in my memory forever said ron his eyes closed and an uplifted expression on his face draco malfoy the um, that amazing bouncing ferret and then ron and er, not ron harry and hermione both laughed and then hermione being sensible says he could have really hurt Malfoy, though. It was good that, really, that Professor McGonagall stopped it. And then Ron is, like, furious that Hermione's trying to ruin the best moment of his life. <laughs> what is that? What life. did that thing say? I throw my ferret in the air sometimes, saying, Ayo, this is Draco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so up. then Hermione takes a cue from Ron and shoves food into her mouth <laughs> crazy fast because she has loads to do in the library. It's not schoolwork, though, that has her attention. It's something else. Is Victor it a boy? <laughs> Not yet. Well, um, I guess maybe. So then Fred takes her seat, and then the conversation is then moved on to the subject of Moody and how they all think he's really cool. Lee literally goes, it's super cool. Um, and then Harry and Ron have not had his class yet, so they don't know. So Fred, George, and Lee are very impressed that Moody knows. He knows what it's like to be out there doing it. Fighting the dark arts. He's seen it all. And then Ron's disappointed that they don't have class with him until Thursday. You know, Harry knows what it's like doing it, yeah, too. Yeah, just ask him. Fighting the dark Jeez. arts. Basilisk. He's Voldemort. really done it, man. No big deal. <sighs> that's the end of the chapter, guys. Lightning bolt round. We only have time for a handful of lightning bolt questions, but people have sent us a couple. Let me go back through. Dixie asked... If you saw that Malfoy bullying happen, mm-hmm. what creature object would you term, turn him into? 
Or would you want to turn him into? Because obviously you wouldn't actually do it because you ladies are classy. That's right, we're classy. But pick an animal. <laughs> a pork. <laughs> um, I mean, like a ferret's really good. I think maybe a blast ended screwed. Oh, that would be embarrassing. I don't know. I wouldn't bang him around An though. An object. Maybe I would turn him into like a stone. Just let him sit in the grass for a while. <laughs> sit in the grass and think about what you've done. <laughs> think about what you did. You can't move. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my goodness. Um, let's see. There was another one up here. Was there? Yeah, somebody. Here it goes. Crummer Harry. No, that oh, was that's last from night. yesterday. That was last night. I think we only got one. Anybody got any others? Or anybody at this table? Whoa. Um, <laughs> let's see. What did Bless we talk you. about? Bless Who you. would you want to be your Bless partner you. to take care of your blast ended scroot? Hermione. I think she'd be Oh, sensible. does it have to be a character? I was going to say Meg. Oh, oh it could be anybody. Her. Anybody. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, if a character, I think Ron, because he would just make me laugh. He would just. I was like thinking that too, things. but I feel like he would make me do all the work. Right? <laughs> yeah. no, he's one of those Agreed. people that's in the group that you like never you want no doesn't do any work. <laughs> yeah. So you're just like, yeah, no, I'll just do it um, all, whatever. My question is: take two creatures and put them together, and name oh. an animal. <laughs> oh. You're welcome, America. A mermaid and a grindylo, because then the mermaid would have like all the tentacles of a grindylo and they could swim differently. <laughs> That'd be fun. But what would what what would their thing be? What would it be like called? those blast things out of their tuchus? <laughs> they have lots of tentacles. Tuchus. Yeah, they would have lots of tentacles to swim oh, around. You guys made me ink. <laughs> yeah, they could say that. <laughs> um what would what would what do you think, Fazbear? What do you want to be joined up with? Oh my god, he's doing a little head tilt. Do you want to be another fuzzy bear? Two fuzzy bears. Put I together? Want... Are they going to be Siamese dogs? No, it's going to be like a super fuzzy bear. <gasps> fuzzy could turn into Fluffy. <gasps> Do you want to be the fourth head on Fluffy? <laughs> I love one. boy? I love when dogs do the head he's tilt. He's just so freaking cute. I would combine a Niffler and a Phoenix. Ooh. Oh, cool. So they never dies? <laughs> never dies. <laughs> never dies and it steals all your money. And it, <laughs> and it loves its own gold feathers. Oh. It's like... <laughs> it Constantly loves preening it would itself. love whenever it's gonna it be molts. like basically just like a naked phoenix <laughs> and then it's like tucking the feathers into its little fat <laughs> I cried every burning day have to collect all those feathers again oh my god <laughs> oh that's so sad <laughs> and you see it just sitting there like oh. <laughs> and then it's like oh, ooh something on the wall <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I would do um. Ooh, maybe is it a demi guys? It's like um the invisible, thing. invisible yeah. plus yeah. a dragon. Oh. How dangerous oh. that would be! Oh, that's dangerous. Combining a demi guys with like any Anything. creature would be cool because yeah. it would just make it be invisible. Mm. I like that. What if only like, parts of it could be invisible? So you just like see a big <laughs> giant dragon tail like swooshing <laughs> around. It could it could control its own invisibility. Ooh, that'd be that's cool. So what if you cool. just all like fangs? <laughs> Or just all That'd be of a sudden terrifying. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> what would your clap back to Draco have been? I mean, like Harry's was perfect. Oh yeah, um, Harry's was great. Yeah, you and what are me? 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, I always think of really good comebacks like way later yeah. on. Yeah, I'm like, man, I wish I would have said that. Me too. Uh, you suck. <laughs> like, at least my parents love me. What? Uh, Narcissa no, loves him. No, this is him. Harry saying it, though. His parents loved him more than Draco's dad loved him. Shoved him off to Voldemort. Wrong. It is wrong. <laughs> Your hair is sticking straight up in the front. I like it. I'm okay. going to wash it today. I love this question. Okay. Both Snape and Voldemort are Capricorns. Do you think the reason Joe has birthdays for her character... Do you think the reason Joe has birthdays for her characters is very important to their personality and traits of their zodiac sign? And what are all of your signs? Um, I think yes, one hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. I think and I she think does it's it on very, purpose. I think it's yeah. very important that her and Harry share a birthday. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, my sign is an Aries. Shout out to Aries. What, what is what is Hermione's? Is she a Libra? I'm a Libra. I know. So, but I know she's September. close. She's September cost, in the middle, probably. Yeah. What's oh, Hermione's a Virgo. Virgo got it. Yeah, she's definitely not a Libra. I was gonna say, I'm like that would be weird. I don't. Yeah. But she does try and like diffuse situations, though. But she doesn't have a hard time deciding things. True. And that's oh my god. Oh yeah, my god. That is me. Jen's like that because she's on the cusp of Libra Scorpio. <sighs> and then I'm the person like I don't care. I'm so a t- when I'm trying a to make a decision. I'm like, yeah. just tell me what you want. I don't know. I just I'm a Taurus, mm. and I think that that super matches Slytherin. Yeah. Just saying. Any other Taurus Slytherins out there? I think it's a thing. What do you think is like the most? Um, Did everybody at- say their sign? Oh, I'm an Aries as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tiffany okay. and I, birthdays are six days apart. Um, what do you think is the trait of your sign that most matches you? Oh, stubbornness, a thousand percent. <laughs> So fast. Taurus well, is you also think? stubborn. And yeah, for me too. What do you think, Katie? Libra is like the scales. So I constantly am saying, oh my gosh. Oh, I see both sides of this situation. I, I can always see, like, I can't pick a side to something because I can see the whole situation and it, it leaves me in the middle. <laughs> here, here are some traits for Aries. That's, and, yeah, I looked it up. Enterprising and um, spontaneous. Daring, active, courageous, and energetic. I like this. I'm a very adventurous person. I will try almost anything at least once. I think the one that um, describes me the most is impatient. Oh my God. You know, I'm also impatient. Mm-hmm. Oh my you are, God. I will say this. You're more impatient than I am. I like, like, so if I get in my head that I want to do something, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it now. And that is super awesome for a lot of things, but it's also really bad for a lot of I things. I think that that's how a lot, because like mine, I'm just reading mine. <laughs> it's me. It says, Taurus are persistent, patient, sometimes, tough, focused, sensual, realistic, sensual. steady, loyal, generous, friendly, loving, reliable, and tenacious. But you can also be stubborn, rigid, jealous, resentful, possessive. I don't know about that. Spiteful, materialistic, inflexible, and lazy. Here are some things about Aries. That's a lot. That made me sad. No, it's okay because Sarah and I have their liable to come across as selfish, jealous, coarse, ruthless, and violent. I mean, (laughs) if I'm being a thousand percent honest, I will say this. So, my best friend, Jen, when I first met her, she 
is more into like all this kind of stuff than <laughs> I am. So you. And she goes, a lot of times she goes, when I get to know someone really well, she goes, I'll see them as like their sign. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're cause the sign of an Aries, they're Rams. She's like, you are so much an Aries. She's like, you're so stubborn. She goes, I see you as a little Ram button your head in everywhere. And mm-hmm. like, it, I'm just, I know I'm very much. And it's funny because my brother and I are both Aries and he, his birthday is just a couple days ahead of mine, but we're like, totally different people but then there's some aspects where like his his Aries comes out in a different way than mine does oh yes Um, (laughs) oh gosh and then like Marty so Tiffany's husband and my dad are both Capricorns and they're literally the same human that's like me and our roommate Chris are both Taurus but we are very different Taurus like we're both stubborn but he's more stubborn in like a passive aggressive stubborn way and I'm more like full on stubborn so it just like comes out in different ways but I think it's really interesting too that um Aries and Taurus are right next to each other and we both have the stubbornness yeah. trait cuz we're like right close within like same months you know yeah Katie read yours yeah read yours this is so perfect you are sentimental charming refined loyal fair <laughs> light-hearted romantic nice mm. diplomatic tolerant sociable elegant and seductive but you can also be seductive <laughs> you can Jinx also be hesitant uh, indecisive yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. selfish no fragile mm. yeah yeah fearful yeah gullible yeah how about that word? Indolent? 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 I don't know. And insensitive. I don't think I'm insensitive. You're not insensitive. But I'm a good chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Some things with Aries, like frankness. Don't ask me a direct question if you don't want me to answer it because I'm not going to, like, I... <laughs> very like honest with people and I will tell you Jen's like she goes well sometimes <laughs> she goes if I really want the true answer she's like you're just gonna tell me and I was like oh well she's like but I know that about you other people I think she's like are a little shocked and intimidated by it but I also know like Aries is a fire sign and I'm a fiery person correct Marty says ambitious wise disciplined patient holy mackerel um but the funny thing is about when you say it's like a fire sign I was getting a facial done. I've only ever had one, and it was a gift to me. And so she's, like, doing whatever she's doing. And she's like, your cheeks are turning red. She's like, you have a fiery personality, don't you? And I'm like, uh, sometimes, yeah. And she's like, are you an Aries? <laughs> I was like, well. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. No, it is funny. But I, um, but the, the thing that I think is really cool as like part of those airy sign two of those words were descriptors for gryffindors yeah same with mine Mine you had loyal ambition ambition. you don't match (laughs) (laughs) but no go back to the aries i didn't know taurus was earth um, libra's are there any uh how perfect this is is what it says are libra is libra and taurus opposite signs i don't know because like Vinny pointed out Hermione and Ron are opposite. They're Pisces and what is she? I can't remember now. Virgo. Oh, Aries and Libra are opposite. Thanks, Vinny. You're the bomb. They actually say that they um, are compatible, I believe. Taurus and Libra? No. Oh, Aries and Um, Libra. So some positive qualities of Aries, spontaneity, action-oriented, courage, drive, enterprise, innovation, frankness, adventure, orientation which i look again i think i'm the most adventurous person at this table mm-hmm. especially like eating things i'll try anything once i'm adventurous with other things that. but food like i like to travel i like to do things i'm not the, i i'm not um the type of person that likes to sit still oh no me like either. i get very bored easily 
yeah. and get over things very quickly. Um, mm. Some negative qualities of Aries impatience. Mm. That's not me. <laughs> um, foolhardiness, <laughs> selfishness, mm-hmm. vanity, pride, ego, mm-hmm. ruthlessness, mm-hmm. possessiveness, violence, mm-hmm. rashness. Violence. I would say I'm a lot of those. <laughs> I am too. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean we're the extreme of those and yeah, they yeah, pop yeah. up from time to time. I feel like, you know, everybody has... I mean, everybody has bad themselves. traits. Yeah. 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 It would be, you would be lying if you said you didn't have any bad traits. Correct. <laughs> this, this thing is like the Aries are the proverbial infants, guileless and optimistic to the fault. However, you know, they're also all those other things. I like that we're all different elements. Well, like, will you guys match because your birthdays are the same, but like, uh, they're not air, the same. You guys <laughs> six days apart. Well, but now, you we were guys talking are about fire. her mom. She is my my mom and her are the yeah. same birthday. Oh, really? And then her yeah. niece is the day before or after. Before? Before. She's the 10th. You guys are fire. Katie's air, and I'm earth. That's cool. Yeah. We need a, what's the fourth one? Water. 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 We need a water. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We've got to go. We've yeah, got to go. We have to do fan story. Okay. Fan story. This one comes from Allie Sweeten. Yes, sweet. Hi, ladies. I happened upon your podcast by accident, and I am so happy that I did. The Sorcerer's Stone was the first real book I ever read. It was the summer going into first grade, and my older sister had just finished it. You were little. (laughs) You were really little. So I stole it from her, and (laughs) I had been hooked since. I remember going to see the first movie the day it came out, and I would tear through the books as soon as I possibly could. I truly grew up on Harry Potter, and my love for it is only getting stronger and crazier. I feel you. (laughs) I lost my sister when I was 13 and Harry is what got me through those we love never really leave us and I'm reminded of that every time I delve back into Harry Potter now I'm so grateful to have a close a close group of friends just as obsessed as I am we try to go to every Potter themed event in the Philly area and we plan trips to Universal as often as possible my sister left behind a son who is now 11 and one of the biggest blessings in my life has been able to show him this magical world Mm -hmm. I actually just returned from taking him to Universal for the first time while there he had so many questions and when he asked me how I know so much about Harry Potter I told him about your podcast Mm -hmm. so you may have a young swisher soon Thank you, ladies, for getting me through so many boring work days, long car rides, and a few bad nights. Keep doing what you do. It affects us more than you know. Love, Allie. Aw, Allie. Thank you, Allie. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry for your loss of your sister. I can't imagine how hard that is, but I'm glad we can bring a little bit of light when you're feeling down. Agreed. Agreed. For your boring car rides. And uh, I I feel that on a personal level. Keep pumping up your nephew. Yes. Yes. Young (laughs) Swishers. I love it. Right. Um, so you can find us on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast and on Twitter and Instagram at Swish Flick Cast. You, sub- you can subscribe to us on YouTube and also join us on Patreon, which is where you can gain access to the Felix Files and our Discord chat. So you can find us at patreon.com forward slash Swish Flick Cast and then choose your support level there. It lists out everything that you get for each level. Um, and thank you to all of our current patrons. We really appreciate you. Yep. Thank Lastly, you so Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lastly, you can find everything about us on our website, which is swishflickcast.com, and you can also find all of our fun merchandise. I want to remind everybody that, so we post throughout the week all the links that we use in our episodes, but if you want to find them all in one place, it's on our website under Weekly Profits. So yes. Anything perfect. we refer to, it's on there. Yeah, and I'm thinking about expanding that a little bit. Maybe we can like put other news that we find along the way instead of having it I'll post just like one post a week. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. There's that uh, mm-hmm. sitting at your desk <laughs> trying to do more. You know, I can't <laughs> it. Uh, Anytime you bring up a new idea, I'm going to be like, are you sitting down? 
Are Always. you bored? <laughs> Get up and do something. <laughs> Oh, Literally always. Um. Well, <laughs> I'm just living life. <laughs> no, uh, I think I said this in our last episode, so this is going to be another week, but we're recording this one day apart. So I am getting into Majora's Mask on my 3DS. Can I plug another podcast? Do, Do it. it. All right. Um, I really like them. I've been listening to Tandem Legends. And they're doing a playthrough of the Legend of Zelda series in the timeline order according to the Hyrule Historia. So if you are into video games, if you like Zelda um, and you want to do a little playthrough, they do, they like pretty much break it down like dungeon by dungeon. And Ooh, it's, that's cool. it's awesome. Um, what a cool concept. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. So um, you should download and listen to them if you enjoy them. They're also on Twitter. You can find them. Send at- me like their link and stuff, and we'll post it in the okay. um, yeah. show notes. Sweet. All right. So they're called Tandem Legends, and that's what I'm doing. And Alana's awesome, and Marty's awesome, and Fosbury is awesome, and that's it. And I'm awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is awesome. <laughs> um, so I am launching my wedding design Instagram and Etsy account and it's called whimsy but that was taken on Instagram because ugh, that's dumb people should not use it <laughs> oh my. so it's whimsy wedding design so you can follow me on there and I'm going to be posting pictures of different invitations that I've made and stuff and if anybody is interested you can reach out to me and I'll let you know like how that works and whatnot are you only going to do weddings I mean, I'm, we're open to expanding whimsy to like more stuff than weddings, but I think that I need to be super focused on one thing when we start, and then once I get comfortable doing it, we can like branch out to other things. So like branding and invites. You make you Alana's B day invites. Yeah, that's totally. what I think she meant was oh. like other oh, invites, yeah, not yeah, just yeah. wedding invites. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah like wedding, 100%. like birthday, yeah, bar and bat mitzvahs. Oh, totally. do you know anyone who? Is celebrating those? No, I'm just saying. But there could be listeners. Yeah, yes. I mean, any invitations, absolutely. I just like have focused mostly on wedding ones. And I get that's that. what she I have a lot really of examples that. of, and I love doing that kind of design. There's but. totally random, but there's somewhere I remember hearing someone was like, Mitzvah, both bar and bot. What is that from? <gasps> Friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Alec or yes. Baldwin says yep. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it will be Winnie the Pooh theme. Oh, so. of course. Winnie the Pooh slash pool party. Correct. My mom's like, oh when is God. this happening? They haven't said anything I have ideas. To me. I'm like, it's happening in like four months. <laughs> Katie, I, I have wouldn't ideas. worry about it yet. What do you mean, when is it happening? Around her birthday. <laughs> I am so, guys, just have to tell you, I'm not going to be home in this country for my niece's first birthday, and it makes me want to cry. You should. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. <sighs> Um, and then you can also follow Katie and I on YouTube at Main Street Nine and Three Quarters. And then since Tiffany plugged somebody, I'm going to plug a YouTube channel. Good. And anybody who uh, loves Disney as much as Katie and I should go and subscribe to the Brookhart Project on YouTube because their vlogs literally give me life and curb my want and need to be down in Florida literally all the time, even though I can't be. So you should subscribe to the Burkharts because they're amazing people. They put so much of their life on YouTube and it's just like amazing what they do. Um, and they're really good friends of Katie and mine and I love them. So you should go subscribe. I'll plug our 
other Etsy business, Akio Designs. <laughs> We've got a lot going on. <laughs> um, that one's been, God, it's been around forever, though. So if you want some Harry Potter decor for your home or you want to keep warm this winter with some cozy scarves and blankets, check it out. Yeah. Um, I don't do anything with my life. <laughs> That's not true. I got nothing to plug. Um, you babysit Alana. She babysits Alana. I make sure that she survives every Friday. Um, <laughs> she edits episodes. She does notes. Oh she cooks. <laughs> she cleans her home. She's been redecorating her bedroom. It's such a struggle. She was trapped upstairs. <laughs> I was. I couldn't go to our tax guy because the floors are getting done. So I'd have a business conference call. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out. I'm traveling a lot this year. I'm going to California soon because this is going to come out March. Um, in a couple of weeks. Oh, that's crazy yeah. to think Isn't about. Yeah. yeah. And then... March um, is real soon. I'm going to Aruba. I'm very excited. That's why I won't be around for my niece's first birthday. But I'll be home in time for her party. We're only going for a week. Aruba. No. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm that. Last time. I was resisting. So. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. Figuring out <laughs> school. So... Yay! Ugh, so stressful. Love it. It'll be worth it. Yep. It, it sucks, but it'll be worth it. You it got will. this. You're going to be busy for a while. I won't be able to do anything. It's going to be awesome. So, it's eh. fine. You're going to be fine. Everything is fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. But um, be great. you can follow my adventures on O'Malley. With three O's or three H's. <laughs> <laughs> There's six total. There's not. <laughs> There's just three ages. Nobody's going to be able to find you. Yeah. They're going to be like, what? Um, but yeah, that's my life. Awesome. Just trying to survive every day. Aren't we all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give me book suggestions. There's there a go. There's a um, pinned post on our Facebook page. Or if you want to just email them to switchflickcast.com. Nope. Switch, what is it? Switch yeah, switchflickcast at gmail.com. Um. Because I want to know. Give me one book that changed your life, not Harry Potter. Mm. But Harry Potter. (laughs) All right. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. Just in my voice. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Who invented bagels? I don't know, but I love them. <laughs> I hope the holes were a happy accident. Did you know crackers were an accident? That was not from a butt. That was a joke. Oh, I you, you <laughs> can't even hear it. <laughs> well, I thought I pointed out. Oh, my God. Okay. I bet that didn't even pick uh, up. Probably not. A chair, a chair squeaked. Okay, so... <laughs> Not a blast into screech, but just a chair. Just a chair. Just a chair. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.